Enough, kind sir and friends. This is indeed fuse box number 63. Odious undies by name and intention. And I'm your hands-free host, Mark Rose, welcoming you into our little audio soiree, which we have been known to throw for the unsuspecting masses. Going on about three years now, it would appear. And uh, over there, resplendent. Suicide Sally's Sweatshirt. Favorite watering hole of ours here in town. The, uh, <laughs> the Marquis of Meters. Mr. Milt Keynes, everybody. Yeah, and a damn fine hole it is, too. <laughs> yeah, second that motion. Uh, and you know what? I think we're adjourned. Good night, everybody! <laughs> no, seriously, it's a, a nice shirt there, buddy. I, too, uh, favor the sweats. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. I mean, how can you go wrong with a classic? Well, you know, <laughs> rumor has it that uh, our comrade in audio terrorism, uh, Jeff Pollard, designed that for them. But uh, he never says. Well, you know, I know he's done a bunch of places around town, too. Uh, the silent designer strikes again. With the power to cloud clients' minds. I'm sure he'd love to have that superpower. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Sometimes it's uh, it's just good medicine, though, you know? It prevents them from doing serious harm to our uh, eyes and senses. Do we have, like, a silent designer searchlight? You know, like Batman. So we can uh, summon him as needed? Holy carp, we should work that out. Seems like a really good idea to me. So, what's in store for all of you in this show? Well, I'm glad you asked, as we have a wondrous bounty of ear food for you this time out. There is a, a new review from the Video Vixen coming up. Oh, man. <laughs> but of course you are. Yes, and but also a bit later in the proceedings, a uh, civically responsible Timo's world you won't want to miss. Is it the uh, love camp? Timo? No. The vixen. Did she review Love Camp of the SS? Oh, he asked, panting wildly. No. Sorry, not this time. You will have to endure the pressure of show before that can be revealed. So, uh, sh should I make, like, a, a donation to one of her favorite charities or something? Uh, I'm sure she'd really appreciate the gesture, but I, I doubt that it would uh, move it to the top of the list. Huh. 
<laughs> so you may commence with the uh, contriving, dear friend. <clears throat> so um, what else is uh, new in the world? Oh, so uh, did you hear this? I, I just saw this this morning. There is uh, an elementary school in uh, Folsom, California, that has banned the game Tag because it's too rough. Did you see this? Wait, what? You mean that game where you run around and try to tap a person and then uh, they become it? And then, uh, then they, they have to run around and try to tap a person and all that? <laughs> the, the very same. Too rough, it seems for uh, Gold Ridge Elementary School. Kids there are taking the game very seriously, evidently. There's been an absence of a safe zone, as there sometimes is in these games, where, you know, you can go over there and not be tagged. Evidently, the version they play at this school was taken from Ilsa's Handbook of Playground Domination and Submission, which is quite the read, I'll tell you. That's right. What the hell, man? So what's next? The only outdoor activity allowed is standing at the barbed wire fence as they frisk you again. Well, I don't know. Seems like you'd uh, have to be really, really aggressive to draw attention to a game of tag. I mean, you know, maybe maybe tag with piano wire would be a bit more in line with aggressive play, you know? You're never gonna catch me. You're never gonna catch me. Uh-uh. <laughs> Tag, you're it. Yeah, not good. But it says here on the school's website that uh, activities the school does seem to be okay with are uh, soccer, mm-hmm. uh, obstacle courses, and fencing. Did you say that place was in Folsom, California? Yes, sir. Uh, don't they have a prison there? Yes, they do. But uh, not in Folsom proper. And, and guess guess what the town's name is, man. Come on, take a guess. Uh, Shivport? <laughs> Close. Repressa. Yeah, Repressa. Yikes. Now in convenient suppository form. Yes, and speaking of prison fun and frolics, folks, we have a spanking fresh installment from the video vixen herself. About time. You'll love this one, Milt. Uh, because although it's not your, you know, unspeakably lurid love camp of the SS potboiler thingy, uh, it is, in fact, speaking to a very similar theme. Tortured Angels, 1982. Directed by Roy Rosenberg, a no-talent who never directed another film. 
stars, a bunch of no talents who never acted in another movie. One chick did go on to be on several episodes of Hawaii Five O. I bet this piece of shit isn't on her resume. Okay, kids. Time for a lesson in Grindhouse WIP 101. Number one. WIP stands for Women in Prison, a popular brand of exploitation films that have been around since the 1950s. Number two, these films star sexy women. Number three, these sexy women are subjected to physical and psychological torture, usually by dyke inmates, both male and female guards, and sadistic wardens. Number four, these sexy women are often naked. A group shower scene is guaranteed. Number five, these sexy women engage in lesbian sex, willingly and unwillingly. Number six, some of the sexy women die through violence or self harm, while the rest stage some sort of batshit crazy rebellion or jailbreak. Tortured Angels is a terrible example of a WIP film. No sexy women. No graphic nudity. No lesbian sex. A two-year-old throwing a tantrum in Walmart is more violent than this movie. So why should you watch this awful crap? One reason only. There's an Asian actress who performs throughout this film in blackface and an Afro wig. She's supposed to be African American. For those of you who don't find it supremely offensive, it's hysterical. She's the only interesting person in the whole movie. But you don't get to see her tits. Guess they didn't have enough brown shoe polish. I'm the video vixen, and remember, behave yourselves. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just think of it as the、uh, the vixen's public service policy. You know, she watches this stuff so you don't have to. See, see what we do for everybody. It's amazing the service this program provides. Yeah, but now I'm curious as hell to see this Madame Wong there in the, the, the makeup. Cinematic curiosity for sure. Kind of like watching a horrible microwave cooking disaster. Got hamster? Do you think maybe that they think they're making something beyond what it clearly is? Yeah, I mean, in many cases, yes, yes. As uh, as our buddy Jeff Pollard is keen to say, there's what you think you created, and then there's what you actually created, and clearly, many times, that's what's going on in many of these、uh, classics. I mean, at what point precisely does it sink in that you've just covered an Asian chick in brown face to make her、uh, not Asian? <laughs> The mind boggles. And then gets right up, walks out the door, gets sloppy drunk, falls down, and wakes up in a motel in downtown Reseda with a bunch of ex-porn stars and an empty gallon tub of Miracle Whip. Oh, the horror! The horror. See. Oh, and while we're on the topic of strange incarcerations, may I add、uh, another notion to this discussion? Sure, I'm not going anywhere till five. You've heard the t- <laughs> right. Well, you've heard the term Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, isn't that where the、uh, captured person begins to idolize the the captor? Exactly. Well, I want to address for a brief moment, friends, the Stockholm syndrome of TV. 
Seriously. It hit me the other day while I was uh, attempting to watch some uh, program, you know, that I thought was going to be uh, quite interesting, uh, from judging from the description, and, and turned out to be some screwball comedy take on the subject, and uh, I just, I wasn't in the mood. Uh, vampire, cannibal, zombie, alien attorneys at law? No. No, but that was next in my queue. But no, what hit me was, uh, as I was, uh, like I said, attempting to watch this video, Drekitude, I was reminded of that syndrome. Because, and let's be totally honest here, many, 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 many times, we may be uh, enticed <laughs> to uh, watch something because, uh, oh, I don't know, of a style or an actor or, hey, hey, heaven forfend even a good potential storyline. But uh, what happens in retrospect, that is, once you can get actually clear from this uh, stunctious influence known many times as broadcast television, is that uh, we were duped. We were, we were made to think it was absolutely fabulous and delicious. And once again, once stepping back, that's right, it's a bowl of beetles. The networks are quite good at hooking us. That still, small, and very quiet inner voice that's uh, pleading, shut this crap off right now because it's going to sacronize your soul. I mean, we, we help them do a fabulous job, you know, convincing ourselves that this, uh, well, fill in the blank, program is an outstanding viewing experience. Why, just look at all that sizzle and smoke and burning particles there. Yes, sir, genuine top-shelf entertainment right there. Until you get clear of this influence, meaning, you know, you just turn it off and think about it for a month, or maybe you see something of truly excellent distinction and you realize you've been had by the conspirators of amusement. Now, case in point for me, and really, really, friends, I got three episodes into this thing hoping that uh, it was really going to prove me wrong, as many of us do. But alas, no. Uh, I attempted to watch this program called The Magicians, which was a series of pretty good books, I'm told. Which, as we all know, isn't uh, necessarily a guarantee of a successful TV or film adaptation. And this was evidence of that fact, folks. The people involved in this series all look like they jumped off the pages of Vogue. Or, or GQ. And uh, I didn't for a second believe that any, any, any one of them was capable of harnessing any magical ability at all, save for the one trick that got them cast in this thing. But beyond that, no. You know, we're expected to feel empathy with their um, outsider quandaries. But I, I didn't feel anything. What I actually wanted was an elder god to come up take them all away screaming down to a hell dimension where they're forced to watch the table read of this thing over and over again. You know, the beast makes us think it's grand as long as we don't pull away. But one of the great things about the streaming services, like the Netflixes and the Amazons, what have you, is uh, the recent edition of uh, international TV series. You want a fresh fish in the face wake-up call, friends? There are some great shows out there that are uh, devilishly addictive in the right way. 
with uh, people you can actually believe are uh, going through whatever it is they're going through, and they look like people, not models or some hybridized CGI clone person. Not saying there's anything wrong with a pretty face, but uh, whose idea of a pretty face and from where? We find ourselves in a really strange time here where diversity is uh, scrutinized at all levels. I would once again say that uh, this is actually a blessing in disguise as it's, again, a call to attention for everybody. And and I think it includes being mindful of some of the dupes that uh, await us out there in the guise of being fabulous diversions, you know? Just saying. And uh, when we return, we shall explore our civil responsibility. Well, Timo will anyway. We've taped thousands of tiny brine shrimp to the steering wheel of this Winnebago. But it's to prove a point. It's a great day for Timo. He's excited to exercise his constitution and cast his first presidential ballot. What could possibly go wrong? Ooh, bear claws. Ah, good morning, Timo. Good, good morning, Buck. So what you working on there? Voting, huh? Voting for what? President. President. <laughs> oh, yeah? Hmm. Pre- uh, president of what? Oh, wait. Of the United States? You're voting for the President of the United States? <laughs> president United States. President. <laughs> Timo vote. <laughs> Timo, <laughs> uh, Timo, um... Oh, boy. Morning. Coffee. Wow. What are you guys doing? Well, uh... Um... Well... <clears throat> Timo is voting. For president of the United States. I'm out of here. Hey, what about your coffee? 
I'm wide awake now. Coward! Um, Timo, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you this, but, uh, well, I, I'll just say it. Timo, the election's already taken place, buddy. It was November 8th, 2016, last fall. See, everyone's already voted. It's over. Mm-hmm. You see, Timo, the election was last fall, November 8th, 2016. It's, uh, it's March now, 2017. So, you know, the, the election's over. You, you missed it. Your, your vote is too late. See, it, um, it, it won't count. You understand? <laughs> right. Your vote won't count. I, I'm, I'm really sorry. But hey, 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 there's always next time, big guy. You, c- you can vote in the next election. In uh, 2020. In four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four years, you know, 2020. Why, it'll be here before you... Uh, who won? Y- you mean who's the new president? Um, well, uh, you know, uh, <sighs> Trump won, Timo. Okay, I'm afraid Hillary lost, so Donald Trump... <laughs> is now Humanity. How'd it go? Well, you know, the usual. Yeah. It was, uh, it was bad. Really bad. Say, uh, would you mind picking up some bear claws on your way back? Oh, and we need a new, uh, coffee machine. Right. And a new table. And chairs. And a new refrigerator. Yeah, oh, and and we need a roofer while you're at it. Right. Right. Timo? Yeah, he, he just left. Where's he going? Well, I'm not sure. But he might be headed to the White House. 
And it all started so innocently. You know? Bear claw. It's just... I mean, who knew? What was that you were saying about being uh, mindful? Uh... Yeah, but he had to know, right? Well, we know he's out there, so uh, if you see a huge, lumbering ogre guy wearing a door frame... Stay the hell out of his way! Well, yes, there is that. And with that, I think we will call it a show. And, uh, oh, say, you know, your handy sweatshirt there reminds me that... Yeah, I can use <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. No, what? <laughs> I know it's got to be five o'clock somewhere, right? So, you know, I, I was going to say that that there fine specimen of a sweatshirt is available at uh, the Fusebox store, among uh, other fanciful trinkets and baubles for your amusement and consideration. Check it out by going to thefuseboxshow.com and uh, clicking on the shopping tab, or even easier right here in the show notes for this episode, as well as on the Fusebox Facebook page. Oh, it's just too damn easy. We'd appreciate it, and uh, it'll keep us in coffee makers and door frames and roofs and such, too. A lot of damage. A lot, a lot of damage. Thanks are in order to our not-at-all-odious contributors, Aaron Lane... Trista Perez, a.k.a. The Video Vixen, and Jeff Pollard for their generosity and spirit of goodwill toward all species. Did we just become mutual of Omaha's wild kingdom? (laughs) I don't know. Let's ask Sparky. Hey, did we? The pangolins have spoken. Thanks, of course, to the always upright, even while flat on his back, Milt Keynes for technical assistance. Yeah, I'm uh, about due for suicide Sally's porn dog. All that talk of bear claws tearing shit up is giving me an appetite, man. We shall make it so. As always, friends, thanks to you as well for pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. And uh, as you exit the premises, please click that little uh, star thingy if available, wherever you found this show, and rate us. Yeah, we'd appreciate that. Much late. So, this is your factory sealed for your protection host, Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon. Fuse Box.